Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, do you know what Metro Vancouver as an organization does? Well, for one thing, they build infrastructure projects for the entire region. And a pretty big one is going to be getting underway in Richmond. It is a $10 billion wastewater plant upgrade that's expected to take 10 years. Now, this is definitely needed, although there are a lot of questions about the cost and how it's being sourced. But there are also some questions about how the construction process is going to unfold. I mean, think about that for a second. Think about all the construction material that you need to make this happen. Well, nearby neighbors have actually thought about it, and they're on board with the upgrades, but not so much with the plan for how construction is going to happen. What does that mean? Well, one of those neighbors is going to explain that to us. Dr. Morva Stillwell is with us now, founding member of the Fraser River Community Alliance. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, hi, Sari. Thanks for having me. Now, can you explain to us what, what is going on here? What are your concerns with this project? First, if I can just reiterate what you said about this being, first of all, a project we support and a mega project by any measurement. This is going to cost $10 million and take 10 to 15 years to build. I think it's the largest infrastructure project in Vancouver right now. And the, the issue is massive quantities of material need to get to the site. And the current site is at the... Uh, a far western tip of Iona Island. It's right adjacent to the old site. And that's all of the things along the river, most of the things along the river, were not there in 1963. So getting massive quantities of sand, crushed rock and gravel into the site is not uncomplicated. So Metro is proposing to build a barge terminal where, so there will be a terminal at the side of the river, and then the barges, these are enormous barges, will pull up, and this material of sand, crushed rock, and gravel will be moved off the barge with a conveyor belt, which will run 13 to 16 hours a day, five to six days a week, for 15 years. Then it'll be loaded onto loaders, so there will be continuous noise, dust, and light pollution, as well as increased congestion on the river for 15 years. So that's a lot. Is proposed, <laughs> well, it's actually really hard to contemplate, right? This is not a, oh, there'll be some banging for a couple of years and it'll all be done. No, no, this is really a significant perpetual uh, cause of health concerns and river safety concerns. Now, Metro has three potential sites that they are, uh, looking at to put this barge terminal on. And we, we think we have legitimate concerns and we want to be at the table. So our, our cool, our, sorry, just to ahead. be clear, I was going to say the, the reason why it's, it's one of the construction sites, not all three of them, but just one of the construction sites where you feel like a little too close to a residential area. Right. So site, what's, what they call site number one is actually at the western tip, um, closer to the open ocean, already zoned industrial, 
close to the the construction site and farther away from uh, all the residential areas. Site three is actually in McDonald's Slough. We don't think it's under real consideration. We think it was just kind of tossed onto the list. Site number two is directly across from Deering Island Park. Now, this is the narrow part of the river. And if you haven't been down here to the park, you, you will see on the Richmond side, which is where the project and the barge terminals will go, there's log booms all along the river. So we often have log booms up to a, almost a mile long being shepherded along the river by three or four tugboats at, and massive barges, which are stacked stories high with biomass that come by, sometimes one, often in trains of two or three. And we have barges that are loaded with transport trucks, often containing dangerous goods going up the river, as well as a busy recreational boating area. So it's congested. We think it's dangerous. There's already been in 2018 a barge sank with 22,000 liters of diesel fuel. More recently, one of the barges went adrift and um, uh, blocked the river. We've had barges uh, bonking into the landmass. And so uh, we, right. we don't think that that's sensible. So okay. we feel strongly that site number one is the least harmful and best site. What's it been like, though, getting information from Metro <clears throat> Vancouver? What is the engagement like for this process? Okay. Okay, so so our community alliance started out just as a few uh, members or a few neighbors who were hearing about what I've just described, and it's grown into a group of neighbor uh, neighborhoods of people who want to be engaged with Metro, and so they had what they called a public information meeting October fifth. They invited a very small number of people. They haven't informed the public anything substantial about it. We went to that meeting. We have met with the communications person and project manager for for this project who have come down to Deering Island. We have sent innumerable correspondences to Metro, to the chief administrative officer. And really, the past four months, we've gotten next to no new information. So is there a next step in this process or is this, is this an effort now to say, hello, hey, we're here, you got to pay attention? Well, let me tell you what, what we want. For absolutely, this is us saying uh, Metro Council, as you know, is kind of this behemoth that has elected representatives from all the municipalities in the, in the region. Um, one uh, First Nations uh, treaty band and one electoral area. So people are um, paid to attend meetings around these large infrastructure projects. So, so what do we want from them? First of all, we want clarity around the fact base. We want to know what are the facts that they think they are using to make their decision. We want to see their impact studies, which should be completed before any decisions are made. We want transparency. We want to know what are the criteria being used for the decision and how will it be graded so that the right choice is being made. Thirdly, and this I think gets to what you're talking about in particular, is accountability. Who is going to decide? Oh, yeah. At the public, 
at the public meeting, it, was, it wasn't a typical public meeting where everybody heard the same thing. They had a lot of people walking around telling people things that on our report out, you know, they weren't all the same. So some people said, who's going to decide? And it was reported that the chief administrative officer said he would decide. And we're thinking, no, no, actually, we have City of Vancouver councillors on the regional board, on the liquid waste committee, and on the uh, climate change and air quality control committee. We want our city councillors to demonstrate their interest and advocacy for our interests around the health concerns and river safety concerns. And we want to be confident that the people responsible to us are active and visible on our behalf. And finally, we want engagement. We want a citizen's advisory committee, and we want it now before the decisions are made. Okay. Well, you know what? We're definitely going to put in some requests to Metro Vancouver and see what we can find out as well. But thank you for explaining it to us this morning. Thank you for having me. That's Dr. Moira Stillwell, founding member of the Fraser River Community Alliance. And here are the complications when you're dealing with something huge when Metro Vancouver is involved. Um, As Dr. Stillwell pointed out there, your counselors from whatever community you live in, they all get kind of appointed to this Metro Vancouver board, but they don't have like regular meetings. It's not like a city council meeting that you can go there and the public can engage and they have a chance to speak and these big projects happen. It's difficult to sometimes even find out what all the details are and where the meetings are happening and all of that because it is this kind of different structure, right? And that's what Dr. Stowell was kind of alluding to there. So yeah, when you have neighbors who say, listen, we want this project, don't get us wrong, we like it. We just have a few concerns, and could you please listen to us about these concerns? They don't they don't have an outlet to do that. So we'll definitely put in a request to Metro Vancouver. Maybe they can explain this to us and to help explain it to these neighbors too about what exactly is going on and how do they have their say because they do have a right to have their say. If you want to weigh in, simi at cknw.com.